team. Uh, good to have you here. Uh, like uh, I just showed a moment ago, if you knew, Jason Whitten is my name. And um, each morning, for quite a while now, been getting together with a cool, crazy crew, just like you, um, to talk about real estate. Have a little bit of a chat. We call it a wealth coffee chat in the mornings just to keep us on track because this thing, as you guys would know, is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, it takes time. It takes focus. It takes commitment and discipline to go the distance to build our property portfolio. And uh, I've always found that uh, if you can keep yourself on track, these little these, you know, minor adjustments daily or minor you know, check-ins daily uh, are much better than one check-in a year. I think, uh, I think you can get off track pretty quickly over a year, maybe even over a few months, to be honest. So, uh, you know, uh, for those who are new, dialing in, uh, Jono, all the way from Wellington, New Zealand, uh, great to have you zooming in or live streaming in. Uh, fantastic to have you here, mate. We've got a catch cry around here, which is buy well, never sell. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. Property investing is about owning something that you want to keep for the long term. The long term. Growing your portfolio in a smart, clever way. Brendan's all over it. Ah, good work, Brendan. Um, smart, clever way. That that brings you peace of mind, not stress. Buying great properties that you're happy to own is is the key. Uh, so, you know, I've been hanging out with property investors for over 20 years now. I've been investing over 20 years myself, coaching property investors for over 18. And I can tell you this, people that I meet uh, um, who've owned properties for 15 or 20 years are pretty chilled uh, and pretty happy about what they own. Uh, if you haven't already, jump on. Uh, Tabitha Bright just released a podcast um, uh uh, interviewing some of the mentoring and the and the coaching clients uh, and uh, property investment tales, I think it's called. I'll, I'll get the exact um, I'll get the exact name for you guys while I roll along. But uh, property investment tales, property investor tales, um, stories from the front yard. Go check it out on iTunes and um, iTunes and Spotify. And she's interviewing all sorts of uh, property investors who are, you know, doing the do, just like you. And, and the other day, one of the interviews was talking about a gentleman who bought a property 20 years ago, $89,000 in Adelaide. Now it's worth $800,000. There you go. Team, don't underestimate the power of compounding growth over time for you and your property portfolio. Anyway, let's get on with today. Enough of my rabbiting on. Tell me, team, what do you reckon? Uh, in the pandemic, I know a lot of people who paused their mortgages, uh, a lot of people who uh, took money uh, out of their uh, uh, their super funds and dumped it in a savings account. Uh, I'll uh, I'll show you that little chart in a second. Um, but tell me, what do you reckon, team? The banks uh, over the over the pandemic, give me uh, a thumbs up or whatever. Do you think they did a good job? Like I, I, I personally think they did a good job. But I'm not a fan of them personally. How they, um, how they get away with a lot of stuff. But over the over the pandemic, uh, I think they did a good job uh, helping out the country, helping out people under financial stress. Um, but what do you reckon? Do you think they did? Do you think they did that from the goodness of their own heart? What do you reckon? I don't think they did, but anyway, 
Um, let's have a look at this today as we go and have uh, a bit of a chat about what's going on <coughs> in the world of banking. <laughs> yeah, hoping they never ordered it. Well, let's have a look at this one, Alison. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but here's um, the uh, in, in billions, in billions of dollars, uh, and that's where the super fund industry were freaking themselves out. Um, Ten years on it, yeah, yeah. Banks kept their consumers happy while making huge profits. Matter of fact, Tanya, you know, some close to record profits as well. Um, as we go, morning, Jason. Morning, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Banks, our customers still made big profits. Win-win, and that's what I like. It's a win-win situation. But check this out. Have a look if you if you can see that uh, in a reasonable way. I might zoom in here for you. Um, this was sort of JobKeeper, you know, additional job seeker payments. Have a look at the super withdrawal. You can see the green one. Look at that, the super withdrawal team. Check it out. Check out the billions of dollars that flowed um, uh, out of the super companies. Billions, big peaks in the super withdrawals for for people. Um, and where do you think they put that money? By and large, folks, two places that that money went. Uh, there's a few other places, but for us, when we're looking, where do you think that that cash went, team? When uh, when people grabbed that money, they got JobKeeper, uh, they got um, uh, they took their super out. Maybe they had a few extra bonuses. Maybe their expenses weren't so much. What happened in Australia right now in this moment in these last couple of years? If you have a look up here, household savings are at a record high. Which means cash, household savings. Where do where do most people put their savings, team? Most people put their savings in the bank, right? They put cash in the bank because they think it's safe, right? <clears throat> they should rename savings accounts losings accounts. That's what I think. Savings accounts are losings accounts. Once that money's in the bank, and then you know what are you getting paid for it? You know, half a percent if you're lucky, maybe. Two percent, you know, maybe one percent, you know, it depends on where you put it. Not a great return on your cash because it's safe. And for me, yeah, under the bed, Brendan. <laughs> uh, it's probably it's probably better under the bed to be honest. But anyway, but what happens, team? What happens is this: when um, and this is how the banks, um, few of the team, uh, give it a shout out. There, the banks making record profits. Have a look at the profits that the banks made. Big four banks made profits in the six months, you know, $4 billion, $2 billion, $3 billion, $3 billion. Massive profits, team, massive profits, okay, in the September quarter, okay? So they didn't lose money. They didn't lose money. They didn't come down the last shower. So what happened? Let's just quickly talk about this um, and, uh, you know, uh, where do the banks get their money from where do the banks get their money from to lend out? Okay. <clears throat> Where do the banks get their money from to lend out? Let's have a look at this. And right now, a thing called domestic deposits. Uh, good. Uh, another one, shout out to Timmy Boyle. Um, he's my main man, gives me a lot of these charts. He, he's an absolute legend at finding them. Um, the funding composition of the lenders, the banks, the people who lend you and me money, where do they get that money from? And uh, if you have a look, 
we are now at uh, an amazing high, an unbelievable high for the banks and the lenders right now when it comes to their funding position team, okay? They are getting their money from you and me, you and me. They're getting it from you and me to lend back to us. That's what's happening. Look at this, right? Domestic deposits means this is your savings. So when we have a look at how the lenders, the banks, now have made profits in these times, it doesn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form that the lenders, the banks are making profits. Team, this is what's happened. And for me, also, why another reason we should be letting our, um, uh, making sure our money is always at work because these domestic deposits team also can form, uh, your equity can form part of this. So let's, the point of my conversation today is this, right? So let's get to the point. Your home, let's just have a look at this, right? Let's say your home and you've got a loan on this home, okay? And let's say you had an 80% loan and over time you have been paying principal and interest on that loan, okay? You've paid principal and interest on that loan as you go uh, and you've paid the loan down. Now, let's, I'm just going to say for argument's sake that home's worth 800000 um, your loan is 400000 and um, you know the equity in here, which is the total equity, by the way, team, the total equity, by the way, is 400000 400K. Okay, now, depending on the contract you have with the bank, the old bank over here, um, you know, I think that's a not a great-looking bank drawing, but anyway, you, you can kind of get the picture. Uh, over here, the bank, you have a contract with the bank and they can use, they can use your equity, they use your equity as security to lend money. <laughs> Nick, Nick, there you go. They're lending your money back to you. They use your money, right? And then you go, all right, I'm going to put my money in my savings account, all right? And do you know what? You know what, Nick? They're offering um, a one point five percent if I put it in a uh, a six month deposit. All right, you know, you know how you can get those offers where you go, I'll put it in there if you keep over ten thousand in that account. You know, whatever it is. So then they they offer you this rubbish return, right? Rubbish return, and your savings account, and then they then can use your home. They are using your home, just so you guys know. They're using your home and your cash as security. It's called securitized lending. And then they loan that money to other people to buy another house, okay? And they that's, that's the way the system works, team, right? You know, so this is for me. 
the one of the other reasons why we talk about this all the time, interest only. Don't pay the principal back. Principal is a stupid way of giving the banks back their money, your money, and then they go and make money with it. The banks are making money with your money and you feel safe because you've given, you've paid a principal payment. And uh, that cycle goes on. The psychology of this team often, unfortunately, sadly, is why many people spend 30 years paying their home off, get to retirement, and all they feel is tired and broke, not rich, not achieved, because they don't have an income. They've got an asset that creates no income, okay? <clears throat> so the point, <clears throat> excuse me, the point is, what are you going to do about it? What, what should you do as a property investor, okay? Well, as a property investor, this is what you should be doing. As, a, as an investor of any kind, okay, where we talk about this, for me, in the acquisition, the accumulation stage, I make sure I can get interest-only payments. I put any extra payments or principal, all right, you can still pay a principal and interest payment on your property, but you put the principal in the offset, the interest only goes to the bank and you build up your dollars in your offset and when it gets to a point, let's say 80K, 100K, boom, it comes out and you buy your own home with it. You buy an investment property, investment property number one. Now it all pours back in, your wages, your rents, etc all goes into the offset account. It builds up again and then boom, out it goes to buy the next investment property, okay? That's the acceleration process that we must do as property investors as we go along, all right? So hopefully that makes sense, team. Um, To you and me, don't give the banks our money. Then we have to beg and like, can I have it back, please? And then they make you jump through all these damn hoops and they say, oh, you're a bad lending risk. Like, seriously? You don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, there you go. Um, a bit of a bitzer conversation this morning, team. You know, the banks didn't do it out of the goodness of their own heart. Um, they got something out of it. So they make money out of your money, out of your savings, which should be called losings. A huge amount of money has flowed out into the system if that's you, put it to work because if you're not going to put your money to work, someone else is putting your money to work. You got that? All right? So there you go, team. All right. Well, uh, I think that's that's about it. That's about it from me. Wealth Coffee Chat done today. Um, hopefully, you're all well wherever you are. Great to see all of you guys on here. Um, thanks for joining me this morning. I keep saying I want to get kicked off at about 8.05, but uh, it seems to be slipping on me. Tomorrow I'll be kicking off at about 8.05. <laughs> so join me join me again then, folks. Uh, until then, you guys stay well. Take care. Bye for now. Bye for now. 